Matt Step, week one of the Texas high school football season has come and gone. My question for you, have you had your filler? Or can we just end this season right now and be done? No, there's more football to be had. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. We love you very, very much as we are reeling from a week one of Texas high school football. But but boy, we were out when we went out there to Beckville. Like I stepped on that turf, and I'd never been to Beckville. Beautiful, beautiful stadium, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gorgeous facility. I stepped out on that turf. It was like, oh, it's time. We're back. We're back. Uh-huh. It was. I got all the feels. I got all the. We were th- with our media buddies. We're hanging out. Oh, cracking that was, jokes. That's just like standing there. It was just like hanging with the bros. Hanging with the bros and the lady bros. Yeah, and was, just yes, like throwing down house, yeah. and watching football and just like having fun. Yeah. Hanging out with Nick and Hudson, Hudson sit downish and <laughs> team having fun. Yeah, we were team having fun Thursday That's, night. Uh, it was great. It was just good times. Yeah, it was. Uh, and the great thing is, we've got sixteen more I weeks know, of we this. Got sixteen more weeks of this. Yeah, <laughs> we're just at the beginning. Let's go, baby. Yeah, it was. It was a week one's always crazy, but it was a. It was. It was a, above average on the crazy scale. This yes, this was an above average crazy week one. Um, and we will get into that in this Tep and Step, your premium high school football podcast. We do thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up in a moment, we are going to recap the wild week one and what stood out to us. Plus, we will get into week two and your game draft, the biggest games across the state. But first, Matthew, we will start, as we always do, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. So I got this question last week from our friend Mallory Hartley, mutual friend of ours. She's all right. You're, you call her more of an acquaintance? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I'm friends with Mallory Fartley. <laughs> got her. You got her. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Miss once, please. Anyway. <laughs> um, Love but you, she, Mallory. So she asked me, because we were talking about that Gilmer-China Spring game, the title game, and I remember, mm-hmm. I remember a Gilmer fan afterwards Claiming that they were that, that they were the Buffalo Bills of Texas high school football, um, and that you know get to the title game and then and then lose, which there is some truth to that. Um, they are not the worst in, in state championship games. They do have three championships to their uh, to their They've won name, but they have been eight times. So they're three and five in title games. So I can understand why, especially twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one to get beat both times. It stinks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not my question to you, Matthew. My question to you. There are two teams that have been to at least six state championship games and have won them all. Who are the two teams that are 6-0 and in title games? Because this got me thinking because one of the remarkable, remarkable notes that I've come across, North Shore and Allen are both undefeated title games. They're both 5-0. They're 5-0, and oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So you, at first glance, you would think Carthage. Carthage has lost a state championship game. They have. To A&M Consolidated. Yeah, they lost. Like 1990. Um, yeah, yeah, 1990, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow, 6-0 and in state title games. That's, a, that's quite the record. Boy. I think Stephenville's won. Stephenville is one of them. 1993, yeah. 94, 98, 99, 2012, and 2021. They have yeah. they are six and zero in title games. The other one's going to be tougher because uh, they last won a title in 1959. Is it Breckenridge? Breckenridge. Boom! Wow, Breckenridge. Damn. 1929, 1951, 1952, 1954, 1958, 1959. They are six and zero in title what games. What is up? By wow. the way, uh, my Everman Bulldogs are two and zero in state title games. There you go. My Coppell Cowboys are also undefeated in title games. So there you have it. Your Texas high school football. Fun fact of the week. All right, let's get into week one. And uh, there is a lot to digest from week one. And one of the one of the challenges that we always run into in week one is what matters and what doesn't. What's mm-hmm. a what is a 
um, what is an aberration and what is reality. So for me, like, it's not that I pay l- less attention to the wins and losses. What I want to do is dive into how these games happened. So, for example, and then you also have to take into account teams that are punching up or punching down, things like that. And so for me, I look at, I'll take an example of Shiner losing to Hallettsville. Mm-hmm. Shiner's 20-game uh, losing streak is snapped, I believe it was. 20-game winning streak. 21-game winning streak, something like that. 21-game winning streak was snapped. Um, and I look at that, and now the computer thinks that's a huge upset, mm-hmm. Hallettsville being Shiner. And I am not here to tell you to take nothing from that game. I think that there's going to be some growing pains potentially offensively for the Shiner team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got to figure things they out. They moved their quarterback that was last year's QB to wide receiver. Yeah, they're they're moving some things around there. And anytime Daniel Boddicker loses a sporting contest, like yeah. whether it's football or baseball, it's mm-hmm. it's worth noting. It's newsworthy. But that said, it sends up it, it, it sends up a warning signal at least. It does. Yeah. I think they're not as they're not. I think what that says is that they're not as invincible as they were. But I'm not ready to hit the panic button on Shiner yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to panic on them. Are you here? That's what we'll do. We'll say, where's your panic level with these okay. teams that lost in week one? All right. Where's your panic level on the Refurio Bobcats? So we'll go one to five. One to five. Five being I'm um, red alert. Free, yeah, red yeah, alert. I'm something's freaking wrong. out. Uh, Refurio? Yeah. A four. Yeah. That was number. They had a couple of guys get manged up, and they were not competitive against Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Now I like Hitchcock. We saw them at I state like seven. Hitchcock. State. They won state. Yeah. They, yeah, they we won state seven. So, uh, but but I, I'm I'm at a four. There's mm-hmm. a combination of things that have me concerned about Refugio. Where are you on the zero and one South Oak Cliff Golden Bears? I can't say zero, so I'll say one. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried at all. That's a. They're they're punching up two divisions against a top five six A team and you know that's you know they 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 were right there in that game that that not concerned about them at all. Where are you on the Crosby Cougars? Mm. That's hard to parse because they were playing a six A team and a good a pretty decent six A team in Houston C E King, mm. but they, they had, got they got they got boat raced. They got Run out the paint, and they they had seven. I think I was told seven starters out. So okay. I would say right now a two. Okay, but if they lose to if they they don't put a good good performance out against Fort Ben Marshall this week, that that, that yes. threat level is going to raise even higher. I now, would, now you got a trend. I would agree with that. Yeah, where are you on the zero and one Allen Eagles? I'm at a three right now. I dropped them out of the top twenty five because I already had questions about them. Mm-hmm. We we only had them ranked thirteenth, and I thought that might have been a little bit rich. And then they were not competitive at all against Bosco. Now, granted, it's Bosco, and that's a number, that's a select team basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the fact that they were just not competitive combined with the questions that I I already had, um, yeah, dropped them out. I'd say three right now. Again, they've got they've got a game where this week against CE King that. That that threat level could go up or down based on performance this week for sure. Where are you on zero and one Leander Rouse? Uh, a, a three. Mm-hmm. They, they got they got they got it handed to him by Be- Lake Belton, and I I've been a big Lake Belton. You stand are and, and you are Lake Belton fan and all that good stuff. But you know Rouse is still supposed to be a top ten team in five eighty two, and they got they got handled. So I'd say a three also. Where are you on zero and one Jim Ned? Uh, I'm at a four. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd be down, and they got they were not they were they got drilled by a two A 2A school. Now, it's Holly, I know, but it, you're you're mm-hmm. Jim Ned's damn near a four A school, mm-hmm. and they got drilled. So I'd say a four on Jim Ned. Where are you on Owen One Falls City? Five. I think I think they're they're down. They're, really? They're, they're due for a down year. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be down this year. Okay, I saved a couple for last. I mean, three, they got beat thirty-four nothing by Three Rivers. Mm-hmm. No, and no, all all due respect to Three Rivers Bulldogs. That's that's a red flag. Where red are flag. you? Where are you on zero and one College Station? Uh, a three. I think they'll figure things out, but they're gonna they're gonna struggle without Marquise Collins too. New coach, without Marquise Collins, and they were playing Lovejoy. But, but see, I'm at a three. 
Where are you on 0 and 1 Alito? Uh a 3. A little concerned. It's a big week this week. Yes. I think they need to be competitive. They need to win, but they're competitive with Guyer. I'll feel a lot better about things cuz they're, they're I've been told they're going to make they're they're going they've already gone back to the drawing board and they're making offensive changes. So, want to see how they look this week. And finally, where are you panic level on probably the big upset of the week? Where are you on the own one Denton Ryan Raiders? I'm at a three also. I'm about, I'm about right, right around. Them and Alito are kind of in the same boat. Want to see if Denton Ryan makes any changes or tries to work, rework some things. They got a tough game this week too. Denton Ryan and Alito could both easily be 0-2 after the, at the end of this week. That's the thing for me on, on Ryan when you talk about digging into the things. Um, I think I'm concerned about that defense. Did they give it 500 yards to New Braunfels? New, New Braunfels is a good good offense, but they're not some. They're good. They're good. They're third place team in their district. Yeah. And I, I mean, maybe they sneak. Who's who's else in that? They're district? in the Steel Judson district. Steel and Judson both looked pretty, pretty good. good. So I would say, yeah, for me, I'm 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 I I may be closer to a four because and remember, it's not like I mean the 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 score is going to be misleading because they they won 34-33, but they also score or but Ryan also scored on defense and on special teams. Mm-hmm. So the offense didn't particularly play well. I've got some concerns. All right, one more. I thought of one more. How right. where are you on the own one Cedar Hill Longhorns? I'm at a 5 and it's it it's, it could be a 7. <laughs> yeah. I think I I I said I think Cedar Hill is going to start 0 and 5. I, I'm looking at their next four games. I don't see a win. They're not going to be favored in any of those games. They have Martin this week, mm-hmm. South Lake Carroll next week, mm-hmm. the Open District of Waxahachie, mm-hmm. and then they have they have Duncanville. And they still got DeSoto on the schedule. And they got still got DeSoto later. And all of a sudden, Mansfield Lake Ridge is looking pretty pretty salty after blowing out Mansfield Summit with that sophomore quarterback. So I, I think right now I, I would say I, I would if I was going to the casino and putting money on it, I'd put I'd put some money on Cedar Hill being zero and five. That's wild. Yeah. It's got to be a long time. Probably got to be pre-McGuire's 0 on 5. Oh, yeah. It's definitely pre. It's back when they were a 4A school and we were, and they were in my district, you know, at, at Everman when we were playing them. What is your panic level on the 1-0 and Coppell Cowboys? Is it a negative number? I mean, negative 40? I mean, yeah. you're just cruising. I mean. That's right. Telling you, back up. <laughs> put, put we we need to have that this year's the, the, the weekly segment. Who do Coppell and Everman play this week? Who does Everman play this week? I got Stephenville this week. Coppell's got South Grand Prairie, and if they beat South Grand Prairie and they're two and zero with wins over Saxony and South Grand Prairie, well, if, put, if, put the if, word out. If Everman beats Stephenville, you're going to. I'm going to watch out. The obnoxious. This will be be an Everman Bulldogs recap show. It really will be. Anyway, there it is. A quick recap of of who to panic about in week one and who not to panic about. Uh, All right. It's time for our week two draft. If this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. We do thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Here is how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. Once it is selected, once a game is selected, it's off the board. Uh, We go back and forth for five rounds. Uh, and then we round it all out with the hipster game of the week. Flipped a coin before the show. I won the coin flip, so I get pick one one this Damn week. It. In a week that is not as top heavy as last week, but certainly uh, there's a little digging to be done, and there's a really nice second layer of games that are like. If you know what you're looking for, yeah. there's going to be quality football. It's a solid week. Last week last week was a week where it was all handed to you. Mm-hmm. Like Martin and Lake Travis, I don't have to talk you into. Yeah. China Spring Lorena, I don't have to talk you Mm-mm. into. Gilmer, Chapel Hill, don't have to talk you into. This one, there's some at the top, and we'll get to those. But then there's this real nice, creamy second layer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you, if you know what you're looking for there, Agreed. you can find some quality football. So we're going to start with my game of the week, Matthew. We are going... Six o'clock, Friday evening, at beautiful Legacy Stadium in Katy, mm. as the one and O Atascacita Eagles travel to take on the one and O Katy Tigers. Now, Katy last week, um, I would say my reaction is ho hum. 
I thought that was pretty workmanlike. Katie was Katie. Katie looked very Katie. Yep. They beat Clear Springs. They're better than Clear Springs. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a knock on on Clear Springs. It's just kind of the reality of the situation. They're better than Clear Springs, and they treated it that way. They won forty nine to sixteen. Seth Davis was excellent. They looked like Katie. Yeah. Um. There's there's no notes. Like you know, there's a reason that we didn't bring them up in the open, and it's because. They, they, they lived up to what we expected. They looked know? exactly like a top-five team in the state. Yeah. Davis had an impressive stat line, though, yeah. 277 and three touchdowns and three quarters of work. That's that's what a feature back at Katie does. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, mm-hmm. uh, for Gary Joseph, it's win number 242. He's 242 and 23. To remind you, 242 and 23. Ridiculous. Let's talk about Atascacita. Because last week, a game that we had our eye on was Atascacita and Dickinson. Mm-hmm. I believe a state-ranked matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now, Atascacita was a favorite, but I would say that we looked at this game and be like, okay, good measuring stick for both these teams. Mm-hmm. Well, if this is the measuring stick, then it's time to really reconsider Atascacita because on Thursday night last week, they hammered Dickinson 37 to nothing. They put the boots to them. It was astonishing what they did. And it was clicking on all cylinders. The offense looked fantastic. Zion Brown was out of this world. Um, he was really, really good in this game. Um, you know, they didn't ask him to do much, they, but they pulled him, and they looked, they looked really good all over. And then, obviously, look, you pitch a shutout on Dickinson, a team that kind of wears you down. Mm-hmm. That was awfully impressive. I, I came away. It's funny. Uh, this game was Thursday night, and we were paying attention to it uh, on, on, uh, on the app. And we were, like, it, it, it would it would pop up and they'd score again. It'd be thirty to nothing. You'd be like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Yeah. And it's kind of funny, and it's not it's not fair to Atascacita, but like my reaction was like, because it was the same night North Shore was doing mean things to the Woodlands, <laughs> and we were both like, okay, yeah, but what's it mean? Because like when they get to the playoffs, yeah, they they run with North Shore now. That's a credit to Craig Stump and his com- and his and his program mm-hmm. that that's the standard that they're at of like. We expect them to be in a regional final or regional semifinal or something like that whenever they run to North Shore. North Shore is just kind of a different animal. But this is an Atascacia team that is explosive and loaded. Mm -hmm. And and all phases of the game look to the part of a state championship contender. There's star power in this game, a lot of star power. I think the defensive fronts in this game are going to be a lot of fun to watch because they are going to get after it. One thing that's going to be interesting is that this is Katie's real first test. This is the first time we'll learn something about Katie. Mm -hmm. All due respect Mm -hmm. to Clear Springs. We'll actually learn something about Katie this week. Um, one, the, the the fact that this game is at Legacy makes me lean Katie. Um, Katie, I looked this up recently. Let me look this up. Did you know that since 2004, <laughs> since 2004, do I have this right now? That's the wrong one. Hold on. Since 2004, you're looking at live coverage of me going back to the place that I found this. Since 2004, Katie at home, is uh, eighty three and two? That seems good. <laughs> eighty three and two. Just some of the numbers for Katie. What the the level of consistency, consistent excellence they've had over thirty years yeah. now has just been imp- incredible. It's crazy. So it's hard to pick against them at home. That said, mm-hmm. I think Task City can do it. And the other thing that's interesting, I believe, yeah, this is so Task City plays Liberty Nevada next week. Mm-hmm. Who could possibly care? Um, Try to set up a task to see with Duncanville. Duncanville doesn't play week three, but Duncanville wouldn't play. Katie, for Katie, this is this is a one-two here because they get a task to this week, mm-hmm. and then it's in the district next week at Tompkins. Well, yeah, because they're a nine-team district Tompkins. now. Yeah, yeah, so they only have two non-district games. Yeah. So they get Tompkins right out of the shoot. Now Katie will be favored in that game, but they they if they got to ease into the system ease into the season it starts this week i'm really Katie and Atascacita, i think it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really interested in that i think the thing about Katie Atascacita for me is Atascacita is like 0 and 6 against Katie yeah can't they, they came close a couple of years ago but couldn't pull it out and the, but most of the games have been blowouts for yeah. some reason i don't i think Katie stylistically is a tough matchup for Atascacita. so i can look that up they are uh, Atascacita, they're 4 and 0 against them 56-14 2018 was a 3 point game yeah. but then 2017 is a 44 point game and back in 09 which is ancient history these kids weren't born yet uh it they were uh they were a 38 point win so yeah. you're right they've never beaten them so that's really the question here is can they find a way past them but i think it's going to be interesting we'll learn a lot i mean 
it does seem like Task Seed is trending in the right way, the, the way you want it to be if you're gonna if you're gonna beat them. So, and they have they have a history of doing big things in week two on the road, because last week last year it was at Allen. It was. All right, that's my first pick. What is your first pick, Matthew? I think I'm. I don't typically do this. I'm gonna go with my my Thursday night game. I'm going Thursday night in Bridge City, uh-huh. the Orange Bowl, the, what they call it down there, as Little Cypress Mauriceville takes on West Orange Stark in a battle of top 10 teams in Class 4A. Mm-hmm. Little Cypress Mauriceville makes their debut in the Division 1 rankings this week. West Orange Stark remains in the Division 2 rankings after this week. And uh, There's a lot of fascinating things about this game. First off, the fact that it's in Bridge City is interesting because Little Cypress Mauriceville Stadium is still under construction. I guess they're having supply chain issues, too. Not only did we have supply chain issues with the magazine. Can't relate. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I think they're hoping to be back. I think they have a road game next. I think they're hoping to be in there week four. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, I'll talk to Eric PV about that more uh, this week as I get ready for the game. But that's fascinating. These are two, team, two, two high schools basically located in Orange. So they share the same community a lot. These kids all know each other. These communities know each other very well. Um, it's going to be – but rarely – Little Cypress Mauriceville has always been in West Orange Stark's shadow. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of the 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 the, the, the little brother. Stepchild. I'll say, yeah, yeah. They've been the little brother to, to West Orange Stark, uh, and it's interesting that little little. And we should have known this lot when Little Cypress Mauriceville pushed West Orange Stark last year. That should have been like, oh, you know, we, we that 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 should have. I, I think that we didn't pay that pay that enough attention mm-hmm. last year when it happened. So mm-hmm. both had similar results last week. Uh, little Cypress Mauriceville. Was just overmatched Harden Jefferson last week, thirty-five nothing. Harden Jefferson didn't cross midfield until four minutes left in the game. Oh my god! I didn't it realize was just, that. It, it took two days to play it because they they were supposed to play Thursday. The storms came in through Beaumont. Pushed. They they had to finish the game on Friday in Port Arthur. It was just a, an annihilation. Yeah. It was a total domination. Uh, West Orange Stark dominated. They but they dominated a five A school mm-hmm. in Nederland, thirty-two to nothing. Uh, no surprise, they, they roll up 440 yards of offense on the ground, used a lot of different backs. You know they're going to have speed. Um, West, Little Cypress has a really good defensive line. they got the, the big D-end who's a highly recruited kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's um, I think up. they do, and yeah, they have a good running right. back as well. So um, I, hope it, I hope that kid didn't graduate last year, the big D-end. For Stark? Uh, yeah, for Little Cypress Morrisville. Oh, yeah. uh, but I know their their defense is still really – Eric Peavy's a heck of a coach. I mean, he's he's been proving it, so – He's all right, I guess. Yeah, he's 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 got an immaculate part in his hair oh, as well. Man, so hard team, hard part, brother. Uh, lo- love love Coach Hickman, great guy. Um, I'm excited to see what he's doing at West Orange. Near Washington, is yeah, he back? He's back. Okay, so they've got a little Cypress is a really good running back too. And then West Orange Stark has Jamal Shaw just committed to Houston. Um, so there'll be some good recruits in this game to keep an eye on. I think it's gonna be a fun, hard hitting game. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere is gonna be second to none there in the Golden Triangle. Um, I'm excited for it. I like West Orange Stark in a close one just because they have the pedigree. But, I mean, this is a pick. This is really, to me, a toss-up. I think – and it's even more of a toss-up than it's a neutral side. I think if this game was played at LCM, I'd probably give LCM the home field bump in this game. But since it's a neutral site, it's a pick em game. And if coin flip, I'll take West Orange in a coin flip. So, two things. One – um, and, and, and you can't take the computer f- at face value, really. It's recalibrating right now with all the, mm-hmm. all the data. And it also, a, a big part of this is that the computer was not impressed by what it did to Harden Jefferson last week. Because, but part of that is like act of God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they, they were 46-point favorites against Harden Jefferson. They only won by 35. So the computer is like, ah, that's disappointing. Yeah. While West Orange Shark blew out Nederland, right? Um, so the computer actually has this as an 18-point game. That... Will not happen. I yeah. I, I would be shocked. Yeah, really shocked. I also think here's another reason why I don't think it's going to be an 18 point game. I think 24 points might win this game. <laughs> like, yeah, I think a low scoring game. Yeah, both of these defenses are really good. I agree. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm 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 and and you know look, Hiawatha Hickman uh, has the greatest winning percentage in Texas high school football history. He's one one hundred. He's one and zero. One and zero. Can't yeah. beat that. So anyway, excited about that. West Orange Shark and uh, Little Cypress Mauriceville. I guess I'll just be big school snob again because, like, there's another no. uh, – There's another – I know. Oh, here comes. Big school tepper. Uh, there's another obvious game here. And it is – let's make sure Greg gets it right for the podcast because that's why you – I'm not going to edit this out. Why would I ever add this out? This is 7.30 p.m. On Friday night in beautiful Alito, Texas. 
there in the home of the 10 times state champions at Bearcat Stadium. It will be the Denton Geyer Wildcats taking on the Alito Bearcats. And Alito looking to avoid an 0-2 start for the first time in a million years. I would need to look it up. I know they haven't lost back-to-back games since, I think it was 08. Yeah, they lost to Everman and Stephenville back-to-back. Yeah. Everman and Stephenville. Yeah. How'd you know that? I don't know. Um, the Because they, cause they lost South Oak Cliff last year, and then they, they opened the season with a loss to, to, um, to Parish Episcopal. Now, we talked a little bit about Alito and their loss to Parish Episcopal. Let's talk about what Geyer did last week to Rockwall Heath. Now, I, I want to be clear. I think Rockwall Heath's taking a step back this year. I think that I think that this is a this is a uh, this is an ebb year for them. I think they'll I think they're going to be I think they're a playoff team. Is that fair? Rockwell is a playoff team. Yeah, but we I had them ranked in the top twenty. I think we had them ranked at twenty fifth. Uh, I, th- I don't think they're I don't think they're a state championship yeah. caliber team this year. That's just my take on it. This is not based on week one. This is based on everything coming into this. New coach, right. young team, a lot of things going yeah. on. But that said, Reed Heim also undefeated as a head coach. That was impressive. Yeah, it was uh, thorough. Yeah. A thorough dismantling of Rockwall Heath, and it was all cooking for them. Jackson Arnold looked every bit the part of a five-star quarterback. Peyton Bowen is it Peyton Bowen or Eli Bowen in the backfield this time? Or both. Is it both. Both. They both. One of them had a pick six. The Notre Dame commit had a pick six. They are. They looked the part of a state championship contender in Week One against Rockwall Heath. For sure. Alito scuffled offensively. I think that's the, the real headline for me. Is that their offense? Could not get into a rhythm. You give you give credit to Parrish because Parrish is a. Re- I mean, for those who don't know, and it, it's hard to it's hard to kind of like put it all together. But like Parrish is um, is a really good ball club. They're the number one private school team in the state for a reason. They're loaded. But that said, this game was seventeen to three at halftime, and uh, Alito did end up with three hundred eleven yards of total offense. I can tell you, they did not have three hundred eleven yards when I checked. Yeah. at halftime, yeah. they were slow out of the gate. They were. Going through a bunch of different quarterbacks, trying to find out who's going to be the guy. Um, Haas, jeez, H E J N Y. I think it's, Haney. I think it's Haney. Yeah, I that seems right. Haney. Um, he ended up being kind of the guy who took the majority of the snaps here. Uh, but the offense, we knew that was going to be a question for them. We knew that they were going to have issues, offensive line, and they're going to have issues in like the skill position guys. Um, can they sort those out? Now, you mentioned that you've talked to folks around the program and that they're making some changes. They feel like they've got a, a better rhythm for entering week two. But this is also, I think, a step up in, in, in competition. Agree. I think Geyer would be favored over Parrish, <coughs> to be quite honest. Um, yes. And so, and so for me, I want to see... I don't need Alito to win this game because I don't think they're going to win this game. I think Alito's, Alito's going to start 0-2, which is crazy. It's crazy. But I don't need to see him win this game. What I need to see them do is hang. I need to see them hang. I need to, I if if they go out there and they get Rockwall Heath and they lose forty seven to fourteen, then that concern level, which was at a two ish two three, yeah. Two three for you, it's up to goes a four. up to four or five. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the good news for them. Nobody looked good in in five A D one in week one. Like, who looked good? Longview. Other than Longview. Longview. Lone Star got a Port nice Arthur win. Port Arthur Memorial. Port Arthur Memorial. I wouldn't say Lone Star or Tascos that really showed us much. No. I mean, I mean that's the thing. So, you know, so you know. it's all there for them. Yeah. They've got time, but it's got to start now for Alito. And for Geyer, if you want to, because Geyer's, Geyer's this is when their schedule picks up. Because they get Lancaster. That It goes Alito, Lancaster, Prosper the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. If they're 4-0, that's an impressive 4-0. Knowing full well that Allen looms in week nine. Are you going to take that game? Which one? The Allen game? No. Then I'll because I don't think I'm going to take it either. Let me throw up here on the on the on the podcast. All right. Get I'm putting get it on wax. I'm putting Allen on upset alert. Okay. Okay. C.E. King hammered Crosby, and I know Crosby ain't Bosco. I mm-hmm. know they're not Bosco, but there were some serious serious concerns for Allen coming out of that game. Yeah. Most notably on the defensive side. The secondary struggled. The offensive line struggled. It was it was, it was rough. Tough. Yeah. It was rough. And C.E. King, I know they're making a long trip up there, but is the veneer of Allen Eagle Stadium off? 
Anyway, there's yeah. a bonus preview there for CE King. That might be a preview of uh, you and Ish's upset watch this Maybe. article this week. Maybe. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, keep an eye on that one. But I do like Geyer and Alito. I think we'll learn a lot about both teams because if Geyer, because what we were saying, if Geyer goes out there and they hang another 47 to 14 on Alito this time, mm-hmm. let's let's upgrade them from in the hunt to right stinking there. Yeah, I agree. That would be a big move for them. So I'm going to take Geyer and Alito with my second pick. What's your second pick, Matthew? We go to the Alamo City. I'm going to go down to San Antonio where 1-0 Brandeis takes on the 0-1 Brennan Bears who on Saturday night lost a heartbreaker to steal 35. Nah, first of all, can I just say the KSAT Classic in San Antonio was those three games Dude. were amazing. <clears throat> Dude, I they think, could not have asked for no. three better games. I think somebody said it was the best single day of San Antonio football ever. I mean, that, it's hard to argue, man. It was yeah. three. I might say the year that Judson and Roosevelt won a state title on the same maybe. day, maybe. But regular season-wise, there's no question. That was, Those three games were unreal. Dude, they were. It was banger after banger after we banger. Had five, three games decided by five points. And the one that was the most lopsided was a three-point overtime game. Love so, it. Awesome. It was, it was a great day. Um, Brennan, actually, uh, Brennan, you know, I, I I was impressed with Ashton Dubose and the offense that the Bears have. Um, I think the defense has a little left a little a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. They struggled against Steele, and Brennan typically has been a very good defensive ball club. Um, the offense didn't help. They put the ball on the ground, I think, four times. Uh, three turnovers in the first half kind of put them behind the eight ball. Um, They'll need to get that fixed and cleaned up, and they're going against Brent, a Brandeis squad led by J.C. Evans, who who's one of the more underrated. Qu- it's starting to turn into a good year for San Antonio for quarterbacks with J.C. Evans, and now you got Ty Hawkins there mm-hmm. at San Antonio Johnson and Chad Warner at Steele, the two sophomores. It's good good signal callers there in San Antonio. J.C. Evans is kind of the elder statesman of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, he led Brandeis to a twenty-seven to seventeen win over O'Connor on Friday night at the Alamo Dome. Kind of workmanlike. He threw for 117 in a touchdown, ran for 72 in a touchdown. Uh, Joseph Coleman runs runs for 81 yards and two touchdowns to kind of lead the uh, Brandeis uh, in a little bit of a workmanlike performance. Um, Ashton Dubose for Brennan throws for 356 and five touchdowns last week in the loss to Steele. He's obviously not as his advertised. fault. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to go out on a limb, but not his fault. <laughs> He's as advertised. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Brandeis has the firepower at the skill spots to keep up with Brennan. Um, that's my concern in this game. I think Brennan gets a little bit of a get-right game before heading into district play, and they take out a little frustration on Brandeis it's, in this one. It, they might. They might. Um, you know, Bre- Brennan losing was probably, for me, the real surprise of that KSAC Classic. Um, yeah. That was probably the surprise. I thought they were slight favorites over Steele. But yeah, I mean, the Brennan, Brennan was the mm-hmm. consensus best team in San Antonio yep. last year. They brought a lot back. But but I also think, I'll just also say this, I also think there's a fact, there's a possibility that the the overall state of San Antonio area football is stronger this year. Yes. I think that's possible. I think After it, watching the KSAT Classic, because I, I think Brennan's fine, mm-hmm. Steele looks, I don't want to say they're Early, they're they're two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. You know those those great steel mm-hmm. teams, uh, but they're a lot closer to that than they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, Judson looks to be improved. Um, Johnson, who we thought would be really down, looks like a, they're, they're going to be fine. They got a quarterback. Uh, so yeah, I think the six A ball in San Antonio. Uh, New Braunfels obviously mm-hmm. beaten Denton Ryan. Uh, I think all of a sudden San Antonio has gotten really fun and really interesting just after one week of football. I agree. So. Um, I'm looking. For, I'm, go, I'm going back down there in two weeks, so looking forward to get back down there and see kind of how things uh, shake out in the Alamos. It's good to have San Antonio playing good football. Again. I that I entirely agree with. All right, Matthew, it's time for small school tap. I love it. Let's go seven o'clock Friday night at Hawk Stadium in beautiful Tom Green County, Wall, Texas, as the Wall Hawks. Welcome in the Cisco Big Damn Lobos in – is this just an annual thing? Do they play – They've been like, playing for a they've while. They've been playing forever. They've been playing for a while. I think these, yeah, I think these two programs just kind of gotten used to playing one another. In a matchup of 1-0 teams, um, little little big country versus Concho Valley action here. And so Wall last year – I don't – jeez, I don't want to be a big jerk, but I will be a big jerk. 
I think it's fair to say that last year for Wall was disappointing. I think it was, at least by Wall standards, not necessarily up to what they like to do. Five and five. I mean, they were a team that – did they get did they make the playoffs? I think they made the playoffs and got Lost in the first round. Lost in the first round. Yeah. That's just not their standard. No. Plain and simple. Down, down, it, it was down last year. Well, if they were down last year, they have shaken it off pretty well. Because last week against Eastland – now, I think Eastland might be a touchdown this year. But 49-20 on the road at Eastland is – that gets my attention. Hello, Wallhawks. That was impressive. And they did it in, in wall style. Yes. They had 674 yards of offense. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Guy leading the offense. Guessing he's related to uh, Houston Guy. Just going to go out on a limb there. Uh, they had 533 total yards. He ran for 166 two scores. No, that's 533 rushing. Wall threw yeah. for 140 yards. I mean, they everything went right against Eastland. Yeah. They looked great. They looked great. All right. Let, I'll, just, I'll throw this open to the floor. Because I got a couple of tweets about this. Because I made I made a point about at, in two AD one about how there was just like boy like a lot of teams you know Refurio Shiner a lot of the headline teams not looking particularly great. Got a couple of people saying, "Well, did you see what Cisco did?" Now they beat up on Clyde forty one thirteen. What? Do you, how do you assess what they did to Clyde? Because it was it's impressive. Yeah, I just don't know how I feel about Clyde. Yeah, I think Clyde's an average 3A mm-hmm. D1 team. Mm-hmm. They're nothing special. But they're big. I mean, it's, you they're know. Bigger school, yeah, yeah. bigger school. But they looked, I mean, Cisco did anything they wanted last week. And, and it was it was a, a usual suspect, Hunter Long, who, again, like 30th year of eligibility there. Um, ran for 138 and three scores, threw for another 75 and a touchdown. And that offense did, did whatever they wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's, an impre- it's a good win for Cisco. I think I was more. I, I'm. I've been bullish on Wall being yeah. back this year with what they brought back and moving down to three eighty two. I think. I think they're 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 the team I'm really keeping an eye. And on. so this is really the question here is how much has Wall improved from mm-hmm. last year? Because um, last year when they met, see if I can look this up real quick on the fly. I want to say it wasn't particularly close. I want to say Cisco won pretty comfortably. I want to say I I, I want to say that's correct. Let me see if I can look this up real quick. Don't you do that, you ding-dong. Um, no, I have that wrong. Last year was 27-21 in, overtime, in double overtime. It was okay. close. I have that wrong. Um, so I always play them tight, apparently, <laughs> even, yeah. when they're, even when they're going 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. How much have they closed that gap? And from the team we saw at the end of last year for Wall going up against this this Cisco team that has state championship aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um it's very interesting because Wall is the bigger team. They are at home. A lot of reasons to pick them. I still think Cisco's probably the favorite here. I think they're the team to beat in this in this matchup. But I am. I think we. I think we will learn exactly how like <laughs> the University of Texas ruined this. But like how back they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we'll find out how back Wall is. I don't even need them to win. But if they play another game like twenty-seven, twenty-one in double overtime, it's like all right. There's a good Cisco team. They're right. I, I'd feel good about that. Yeah, and Wall yeah. feel pretty good about them too. I, 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 I agree. I, I personally believe this will be a close game. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, one of those one one score games mm-hmm. either way. I think it will be too. So I think Cisco and Wall is going to be a lot of fun out there in Tom Green County. What's your third pick, Matthew? I'm going to go south, way down south. Oh, to the land of palm trees Ooh. and good football, there's, good times down in the Rio Grande Valley. There's a couple games you could be after here. I think I know which one. I'm going for 7.30 Friday night at McAllen Veterans Memorial Stadium mm-hmm. as the Mission Veterans Memorial Patriots take on the McAllen Memorial Mustangs. Both teams come into this one 1-0. and Mission Vets answered a lot of questions last week. They did. And they answered them in the affirmative. That was that was impressive last Both week. Both teams are coming off wins over 6A opponents last week. McAllen Memorial... Uh, edged, uh, uh, from all accounts, a very improved Brownsville Hannah squad, 31-28. And get this, McAllen Memorial got it done running the football. You are joking. Max Allen East Choi, 201 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, he's going up against a really tough Mission Vets defense that's that's stingy. Uh, David McGilpin has been very impressed with his defense and said hi, had really thought highly of them in the preseason. And they, they looked good. They looked apart the last week. Um 
winning the Battle of Conway over their crosstown rivals, Mission High, 32-20. to 20. Um, Snapped a four-year losing streak against Mission High. And we had big questions about their offense. And, you know, I think it was a, it was a balanced offense. Vincent Brago throws for two touchdowns and runs for another in his first start at quarterback. Um, any Mission Vets got the ground game going. Jose Garcia, Pablo Lopez uh, combined for 268 yards rushing and a pair of touchdowns. So pretty balanced performance from the Mission Vets offense, uh, getting the job done there in Thursday's season opener. Um, I think this is a really competitive, close game. Uh, I give a slight edge to McAllen Memorial here. They're the 5A D1 school going against the Division II school of Mission Vets. They're at home. Uh, Mission Vets also, I think that that rivalry game victory over Mission High, I think might have took, taken a little starch out of them, might take them a week to recover. So I'm going to lean towards McAllen Memorial in this game. But I'm really fascinated by this one. I'm going to be keeping an eye on this one on Friday night. Yeah, that's 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 the I think that's the game of the week in the, in the Valley. There's a couple others. Uh, Edinburgh and Edinburgh Vela is interesting. It's a big rivalry in Edinburgh. That, that, that's that's one where it's hard feelings because Vela basically pulled almost mm-hmm. exclusively from Edinburgh High. Right. So they opened. Um, that should be. I, I think. I, I. But I do think that's the game of the week there down there. So uh, yeah, I think that's. That, I think that's a good, good, good matchup. Good pick. I'm going to re- pick four. And my pick four. <clears throat> Make sure I know where this game is at. Ooh, beautiful. All right. We're going, again, small school tap. We're going 7.30 p.m. Friday night? Friday night. At Pirate Stadium in Crawford. This okay. is one of those creamy second-layer games, okay? Mm-hmm. That you got to be looking for it. As the 1-0 Crawford Pirates welcome in the 1-0 Centerville Tigers mm-hmm. in a matchup that I just looked this up. They haven't played since 2013. Interesting. They have not played since 13. So uh, renewing uh, that rivalry, so to speak. And the first real test for both these teams. Because last week, Centerville went out there and dispatched a Buffalo 35 6 in mm-hmm. a game that was just like, okay. Centerville's better than them, right? A state-ranked team, they're just they're just playing simple better than them, right? They look they looked the part. They 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 ran the ball well. There's a Centerville team that we've that that, that just by virtue of being in 2A Division 1 and winning in week 1, I think like number 5 now, like they 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 shot up the rankings. Uh but uh uh Paxson Hancock, uh you know, Andrew Andrew Newman, this is a team that they have size. They're big and physical, which is what makes this such an interesting matchup because usually that's Crawford's game plan. Mm-hmm, Crawford's mm-hmm. game plan is we want to outmuscle you. Here's an opportunity to, to really bow up in the trenches. Greg Jacobs' squad, again, kind of similarly to last week, they played a team that they just overmatched. They played Goldthwait, and they beat them 49 nothing. They just mm-hmm. you know ran yeah. away from them. Didn't learn a lot about that game. No, exactly. That game. Yeah. That's the thing. But, but, you know, Breck Chambers is back. Luke Torbert, their quarterback, is a senior. He's back. They have the de- uh, district defensive MVP and Cameron Walker. This is, a, this is a team that's ready for prime time. These are teams that are state-ranked. Let me see if I can pull up the rankings real quick. In 2A Division One. this is number four versus number five in 2A Division One. suddenly. It's a it's top a five match. Strong match. It's, it's a good week in Waco. It is. Yeah, it's a the very Waco good area. Game. Yes. Um, and so... A lot of this game, that's what's so interesting about this game, is that Crawford tends to outmuscle people, and here's a team they won't be they won't be able to outmuscle. Um, and so I'm very interested to see how how all of that shakes out. The other thing is, there is a greater than zero chance. Oh no, that's oh no, I've got that wrong. That's right. I guess I guess I know why they haven't played. Is because Centerville. I, I guess I forgot that even though this is not a super. This is not a super local game, but it's local-ish. But they're in different regions. Mm-hmm. They're, that, that's a big. So it's like they're not. Yeah, Centerville's in Region Three, yeah. and, and and Crawford's, Crawford's in Region, region two. two. Crawford's because Centerville is on literally on I forty-five. Yeah, and Crawford is west of I thirty-five. Yeah. So I think a lot of that is. It just seems kind of close. Yeah. yeah, but it's because they're kind of between. They're both between the um, between the the, the highways. Um, a lot of this, I think, just comes down to wh- like who wins in the trenches. This has. You know, even though there's a lot of firepower here, this has low-scoring slugfest written all over it to me. Yeah, because both these both these coaches, whether it's Kyle Hardy or it's, or it's Greg Jacobs, they pride themselves on defense. I think this game's in the 20s, and I think this game's going to be like hard hitting. And and yeah, I mean, look, depending on how two A Division One shakes out this week, you could be talking about. And, and by the way, let's also talk about two teams. You know, Centerville would have to go through Tempson in Region Three, who looked every bit the part of mm-hmm. the regional favorite. 
But if Marlins fallen back to earth, which they lost in week one. Yeah, lost if, pretty handily, too. Yeah. If Marlins fallen back to earth, why not Crawford? Oh, I just got an email. Oh, good. Why not Crawford? Uh, the, the computer was like, "Yeah, why not Crawford?" Yeah, exactly. That's, Crawford that's... could, you know, if it's not going to be, if it's not going to be Marlin, then maybe it's Crawford. But I think we'll learn a lot in this game there at Pirate Stadium. There, Crawford and uh, and Centerville, good matchup there. What is your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm gonna go a little small school myself. Finally, and I'm gonna go Thursday night, Memorial Stadium, Wichita Falls, uh, as the Brock Eagles at number two in three A Division One visit Wichita Falls take on the third-ranked Hershey Huskies yeah, in 4A Division Two in a big-time Thursday night game that I believe uh, Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson will be attending. Whatever winless Brock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need Brock Nation to come after you. <laughs> the most, the most, <laughs> like the most right, deceiving they, they description of yeah, a team. They don't, they, they don't forget because remember, remember last year they were oh, on I'm my board all year. So, yeah. um, I'm Brock kidding, lost to Pleasant Brock. Grove last week, twenty-eight to seven, and Pleasant Grove is, I think, ranked fifth, mm-hmm. fourth right. or fifth in four division. Hershey's actually ranked higher. Totally different matchup, though. Um, by the way, you know Brock was Brock led Pleasant Grove seven nothing at halftime. Did they really? Yeah, they were up seven nothing at halftime. Pleasant Grove kind of wore them down in the second half and pulled away for a twenty eight seven win. It's a different challenge this week for Hershey. All due respect to, to the Clint Lions, we didn't really learn a lot about Hershey. They went to Andrews, played Clint on Thursday night, and destroyed Clint forty eight to seven. Jamarian Carroll, one hundred fifty six yards receiving, two touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown. He had a kickoff return for a touchdown. He's He's a dynamic weapon. Uh, Brock's offense really struggled against Pleasant Grove last week, and I think that's because Pleasant Grove is a tough matchup for Brock because they can match Brock and their 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 ability yes, up front. They can, and they're faster than Brock, so mm-hmm. it's it's a really bad matchup for Brock. Hershey is, I say, f- overall going to be have more team speed than Pleasant Grove. I think that's fair. But I don't know if Hershey can match up in the trenches like mm-hmm. like Pleasant Grove can. So that's the big question in this game is who wins this speed versus size battle. Because if Brock can keep Hershey in front of him, not let them break big plays, I think Brock has has I think Brock's got a chance to pull the upset here. Mm-hmm. On the road, I I think the matchup really leans towards Brock here. And I wonder if Hershey up front can hold up for four quarters against this Brock. And and Brock's gonna be Raring to go, yes. like they're not. They they probably have never started zero two. I don't think they ever have in school history. Yeah. I mean, they started out their first year they were like twelve and one or something. Yeah. So yeah, I don't believe they've ever started. I mean, they haven't 0-2. started zero and two in any sport. Yeah, they're just good <laughs> at everything. There's a chance Brock, Alito, Allen, Cedar Hill, Cedar Hill, all start zero and two. Yeah, that's crazy. What a what kind of weird vortex are we in right oh, now? Whoa. There's a chance of it. However, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I think Brock pulls the upset here on okay. Thursday night in Wichita Falls. I think they find a way to contain Hershey, limit the big plays. I think they wear Hershey down in the fourth quarter, and the Brock Eagles walk away with a huge feather in their cap. a huge win. For over a top 10 4A Division II team. So I'm taking Brock on a close one. Really fascinating. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what Pickle and Ish think of this game when they, when they get up there. What do say? What do you say, computer? Um, the computer likes no yeah again the, the, the computer likes Hershey by 14 no way we'll see. even even if even if Hershey wins I don't think they're going to win by 14 I think it'll be like a 10 point game at most if if I get it right can I can I tell you I'm smarter than the computer yes okay um you can I think that's, that's a really interesting game and, and one I toyed with taking and now I got to find a fifth pick all right fifth and final pick Where is this game? All right. We're going to go west. We're going to go west. 7.30 p.m., I believe. Let's make sure I get this right. But where is this game? This game is at Buffalo Stadium. Oh, yeah, West Texas A&M. Oh, that's the name of the the West Texas A&M Stadium. Yeah. Got it. Never mind. Canyon. 7 o'clock Friday night at West Texas A&M. A neutral site matchup. Between, I'm sorry, it said Buffalo Stadium. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's not technically. An, I mean, it's a lot closer to Tascosa than it yeah. is Midland Legacy. As the Midland Legacy Rebels at one and zero 
take on the Amarillo Tascosa Rebels at 1-0. Yes. In Rebel on Rebel Crime. That's right. Um, I think for Tascosa, it's about a 20-minute road trip, and for Midland Legacy, about a four-hour road trip. Yeah, so a neutral site. Um, but anyway, so Legacy, Rebs are back, baby. Um, as, a, as, a, to, as a great man I once said. I talked to Clint Hartman this morning, actually. And did he say the Rebs are back, baby? He did not. Okay, maybe they're not. We'll have to, we will We will effort reporting on whether or not the Rebs are back, but we'll find out more this week. Mm-hmm. They looked fantastic last week against Amarillo High. Other than their kickoff kickoff coverage, they were great. How many kickoff returns did they give up? Two. Oof. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, but the offense, 512 yards. Marcus Davila. Um, Marcus Davila is a really underrated quarterback. This kid's awesome. He's, he's just really, a junior. He is real. He was excellent as a sophomore. He's really strong. They, they rallied off 41 straight, um, 320 and five touchdowns for him. Meanwhile, Tascosa played Palo Duro. And now Tascosa is better than Palo Duro, but I came away impressed by their defense. Mm-hmm. They really snuffed out Palo Duro's attack. Um, TJ Tillman, the wide receiver, was really impressive as a sophomore. Um, they're gra- like they are. Uh, they one one thing to keep an eye on in this one is the status of Avion Carter. So their yes. defensive, the defensive end, the star defensive end for Tascosa. Uh, did he play last week? Uh, he did. He got hurt. Uh, he got hurt in the game. He got hurt in the game. Whether or not he plays will will go a long way towards this game. Um, this is a really interesting matchup because I think. I don't think Amarillo's defense was ever going to challenge Legacy. So how much was last week's offensive explosion about what Legacy was able to do and how much of it was about the resistance they were facing? Because mm-hmm. Tascosa's defense will get after you. And that's going to be a real test for just how good this Legacy defense is. Much much t- a tougher test. Um, you know, the other thing is, if this, if this Tascosa offense is opening up a little bit more, if they're going to be, hey, we're going to throw the ball. 15 times a game, which for them would be a lot. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly that they become a lot tougher to game plan for and get really interesting. Um, I like this game a lot. Uh, I like legacy, even on the long road trip. Mm-hmm. I like legacy, uh, but I, I think this could be this is a really interesting test and, and, and potentially a high scoring affair if legacy is able to get their offense going against the task of defense. Yeah, I think that's the that's the concern. Tas, especially if Avion Carter doesn't play, I don't know if Tascosa's defense can keep up with, yeah. with Legacy. That's that's the thing that worries me about this game. I think Legacy, uh, Tascosa will move the football. Their offense is tough to stop, um, and there's a tough matchup. And if you're adding in the ability to throw the ball, especially like T.J. Tillman mm-hmm. um, out wide, I, I think Tascosa can do some good things. But you just you don't want to get into a shootout with Midland Legacy. That's what they do, and uh, I think Legacy. There's too much firepower in this one. I think I think you're probably right, but I'm interested in this a good a good measuring stick for both these squads. What is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? I'm gonna go back small school. No small school. It's been it's a good week in small schools. Uh, Friday night in Bay City. I'm so glad you're taking this as the Edna Cowboys take on the Bay City Black Cats in a 3A versus 4A matchup. The computer's highest. Like the the highest rising team in the computer rankings this week with the basically Black Cats. They first off, Sweeney's not very good. Correct. Uh, and Bay City punted Sweeney into the sun, sixty-eight nothing. It was fifty-four nothing at halftime. Uh, Alex Estrada throws three touchdowns. Bay City blocked three punts in this game. Uh, they scored on offense, defense, and special teams. They got a safety. Just. They did whatever they wanted against Sweeney. Sweeney was totally overmatched. But I also don't think that's just Sweeney. I think there's something with this Bay City team. I saw them at seven on seven, and they, I was like, they looked the part that they got. I mean, Bay City's always had dudes. They had dudes, dudes this year. So very impressed with them. Uh, how about Edna? How about Edna? Just destroying East Bernard, forty-seven to seven. Shocking. I'd heard some rumblings that East Bernard's going to be a little down this year. Not quite what they have been. But we think Edna's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And Jaden Clay and that offense uh, did what they needed to do, putting up big numbers. They, um, Their defense stuffed the run, completely stymied the East Bernard, wing T, slot T offense they run. Uh, big win for Edna. Now, Edna's punching up quite a bit in weight class here. Edna's a 3A D1, and Bay City's a big 4. I mean, Bay City's a 4A D1 that has over – their enrollment's about 1,000 kids. 
and Edna's at 3AD1. So this is a big mm-hmm. difference in enrollment here. I th- I think Edna's a legit regional title contender in Region 4, 3AD1. Agreed. But they're punching way up here. I think Bay City's depth in their overall team speed at the skill positions is just going to be a little bit too much for the Edna Cowboys in this one. So give me Bay City uh, to go to 2-0. and But I won't, if Edna's competitive, I'll be – I won't think. You know, that I would not punish them too much in the rankings because they're punching up two two divisions basically. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, I, I, this is going to tell me more about Edna just in, in base as far as how how much they hang. But for Bay City, if they're two and zero and they're two and zero in two impressive wins, especially this one over Edna State ranked like ninth, I think um, a state ranked three A team. It's like, all right, Robert Jones, I'm buying in. I'm ready to buy some Black Cat stock. So. Uh, very intriguing there. I, I I like that matchup. So that is the draft. I took Katie Tascasita, Geyer Alito, Cisco Wall, Crawford, Centerville, and Man or Mansfield, <laughs> Midland Legacy, and Amarillo Tascosa. Step took West Orange Stark versus Little Cypress, Mauriceville, San Antonio Brandeis versus San Antonio Brennan, Mission Veterans Memorial versus McCallum Memorial, Brock versus Wichita Falls, Hershey, and Edna versus Bay City. We got the state covered. No Austin game, although you could do Lake Travis Steele or. Judson, Judson and Westlake. Westlake, yeah. Um, I like Westlake, and I think I might like Steele. I think Steele's got a shot. I think they've got a shot. Um, we didn't do an El Paso game. There's not. It's kind of a downish weekend. Uh, Del Del Valle and uh, and and Pebble Hills is the best. Game That's in the El best. Paso. Game. Pebble Hills is very impressive over Canada. They were very impressive. That impressive. Cox and eyebrow for me. Um, all right, it's now time. For our hipster game of the week, and with his hipster game of the week, here is the high school football insider for Matt for Dave Campbell's Texas football. <laughs> it's Matt Step. I'm gonna go to Hill County for a Class 3A versus 4A matchup. Old rivalry on Highway 22. The Whitney Wildcats take on the Hillsboro Eagles in a always fun matchup. These two have played forever. No love lost between these two communities. Whit- Whitney lost a close one um, on I believe it was a close game efforting the uh, score now. I know Hillsboro was pretty dominant over McGregor, 43-22. Whitney did lose in their opener, too. So I'm hitting search. It's going great. It's going great right now. I had it up, pulled up, and then I went to look up Hillsboro. Yeah. Whitney's got a new coach, David Haynes Jr., taking over. Whitney lost to Troy by three. So lost a close one to Troy. A good Troy team playing in a really tough district. So Mm -hmm. um, I picked this one for the rivalry aspect. I think if you're looking for a – just a fun rivalry game to go to. This might, this is probably your uh, your best option here. And this is also uh, Whitney's last non-district game because they move into district play. They're in the rare nine-team district in Class Three A. Ooh! They open up district play next week with Dallas-inspired vision. But uh, I picked this one for the rivalry aspect primarily. I feel like this is a fun, fun rivalry game to keep an eye on. So I gotta look this up. Give me a second. You're you're listening because there was there was one hipster game that I was after. And there we go. That's it. All right, Matthew. I am going to go to San Antonio. Okay. Okay. Because Matt Step, we've got district play in San Antonio this week. In District 14 5A Division (coughs) 2. And and to kick off district, I think you've got... Two. Do I want to say, how do we pick them in the magazine? Hey, look at this. Is it Alma Heights and Bra- Brackenridge or Highlands? No. Okay. No, you're wrong. Just By the way, that district, that San Antonio ISD district, was one of the craziest districts in the state last year. I think a very important game for for what could be the start of some chaos. Okay. Okay. The start of the chaos. chaos. As the 0-1 San Antonio Harlandale Indians mm-hmm. take on the 1-0 San Antonio Edison Bears. Okay. So Edison right now, in the magazine, we had them 6th in district. Okay? We had them 6th in district. Mm-hmm. But we talked about this basically outside of Alamo Heights. Alamo Heights has their own thing going on <laughs> right now. <laughs> Something about Oreos. We will not comment mm. on that. They have their own thing. I still think Alamo Heights is the favorite in that district. Yeah, I mean... But Al Mites, 21 kids suspended, and they only lost by three to Seguin. Yeah, that's that's those the kids that played stepped up. Yes, but I think we were we are of the agreement that two through seven in this district mm-hmm. are all just jumbled. Yeah, jumbled. And this is going to be the start of this with a Harlandale team that 
uh, took it on the chin last week to uh, San Antonio Veterans Memorial. Yeah, 53-7, I think was a, the score. A tough start for the Indians, 53-7. San Antonio Veterans Memorial into the top 10. But mm-hmm. they're taking on an Edison team that had no trouble with Kennedy last week, 22-7, an impressive win over them. Or over them, defense looks really good for uh, for for uh, them and for Harlandale. They just couldn't get anything going. Two hundred seventy-three yards total offense. I believe they turned the ball over three times. They looked they looked tough. Um, but this is a this is a really intriguing matchup to set the tone for this district. Mm-hmm. If Edison beats Harlandale, and the computer has this as a four-point game, if Edison beats Harlandale. Sound the alarm! It's gonna be one of those years, guys. They're gonna be back on their bullshit. Let's, let's just call for let's just call for tiebreakers now. It's just let's gonna just get crazy, yeah. right? Okay, because this would be this would be like our sixth team beating the second team, mm-hmm. and then I promise you, it's only getting wilder from there. Harlandale can hold serve and get a win, mm-hmm. then like okay, maybe it'll go nice and easy. It'll be a little yeah. calmer, but this is the game that is going to trigger any sort of craziness in that district. Not calling coaches. 11 no. o'clock and week week 10 no. trying to figure out their tiebreaker. Right. So, like, Alamo Heights is a big... Positive points, uh, negative points. Alamo, fa- Alamo Heights is the, the, the games this week. Alamo Heights is a pretty big favorite over Brackenridge. Although, Brackenridge, you know, they didn't look great in week one. But for Brackenridge, depending on who's there for Alamo Heights, could get dicey. Uh, Sam Houston and Burbank is probably not a game you need to pay all that much attention to unless one of them is going to surge up. Uh, Burbank got a nice win last week over uh, Legacy. Um, 24-7. And then uh, McCollum and Highlands is the other game that is, uh, you know, look, Highlands didn't look great last week. I mean, this is a weird, Highlands got beat by Somerset pretty handily. Um, this is a weird district, and it yeah. starts this week, and it's just going to be. It's always They're crazy. always super tightly packed, so I want to draw you, your attention to. I like that game. That's a really good, that, that's a hipster, Thursday, that's a nerd out Thursday game right night affair between Harlandale and Edison. Playoff implications yes. in week two. Hey, it's week two. We're starting district play. Let's right. go. All right. Matt Stepp, I need you to tell me where you're going this week, but first I need you to tell me about the greatness of countrymeets.com. Yes. Where'd my read go? <laughs> Let's give a special shout-out to our sponsor and friends over at Country Meats, where fundraising is tasty. They handcraft delicious, healthier snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with 12 delicious flavors to choose from. Reach your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use the discount code STEP10 to get your ten, to get 10% off your first order. That's STEP with one zero on the end to get 10% off your first order. <laughs> My favorite flavor so far is the ghost pepper. Um, I have not tried the hot barbecue or hot Cajun yet, but I, I'm a spicy guy, so I, I, I did enjoy the ghost pepper. So What a terrible read of your promo code. Step with one zero on the end as opposed to the two Ps. Oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not a pro at this, okay? It's step, S-T-E, I'm just going to spell S-T-E-P-P, one zero. There you go. Thank Step you, Step 10. Meats. Thank you, countrymeats.com. Country Meats, it's meat. I love you, Country Meats. <laughs> Where are you going We're this week? going to pull our sponsorship after this week. No, they're not. Countrymeats.com. Use the promo code STEPAPA10 to get 10% off Yes. Uh, for your fundraising goals. Uh, so the Country Meats uh, tour continues this week, and we will start Thursday night in the Golden Triangle mm-hmm. in Bridge City. Making my first ever trip to Bridge City. Oh, never crossing been. off the list. And uh, I will watch West Orange Stark and Little Cypress Mauriceville in the Orange Bowl. Should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I will uh, spend the night down down in that area on Thursday night, and then Friday afternoon hop on a plane and come back to the Metroplex. It's different for me. Usually, I'm going on a plane. I'm going. I'm going away from the Metroplex mm-hmm. to a game. I'm going to the Metroplex to a game. As Friday night, I will be at. Carrico Field in Denton, or I guess technically Little Elm, mm-hmm. as the opening of the new stadium there in Denton ISD. The new stadium. Car- Carrico Field as the f- surprising Fossil Ridge Panthers 1-0. That's another team. <laughs> Fossil Ridge, big win over a flower mound to open the season. They're a, they're a team that we're keeping an eye on. Twofold. One, Fossil Ridge could obviously send uh, uh, South Lake Carroll to Division One, mm-hmm. And two, if flower mound's down, you know who's getting in the playoffs. Capel. That's right. 
my daughters, Foster Ridge grads, were very happy about the win oh, uh, for the Panthers. Uh, they take on Denton Braswell, opening up the new stadium Friday night. So I'm excited to see the new stadium mm-hmm. uh, there in Denton. I've already got my credentials together, so nice. we're good to go. I'm interested in your review. Uh, and then Saturday, I will be at Kincaid Stadium for the Oak Cliff Super Bowl mm-hmm. as the Carter Cowboys take on the Kimball Knights. My mother's alma mater, the mighty Kimball Knights. They- Big win. They did. Not, they they struggled against West Mesquite a little mm-hmm. bit. Big win for Carter. Yes. Carter went to Houston and beat Yates on Saturday. So yeah. that's not easy. No, not at all. So uh, excited. It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. It'll be a fun atmosphere there at Kincaid Stadium on Saturday. It's the rare Saturday local game for me. Mm-hmm. Usually on Saturdays I'm out of town. It's a Saturday local game. So um, I'm excited. But I'm 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 not local on Thursday. So yeah. you're getting your miles in. Don't yeah. Worry. So excited. It's a good good three game schedule this week. Super fired up about it. Uh Friday night, Valley Sports Southwest. Six hours of live Texas high school football coverage, including nine PM, the football Friday desk debut of Ashley Pickle. Ah uh, yes. Tune in. She'll be hanging out with C T Steckle and then I'll join her on the desk at ten o'clock and we'll have uh, Texas football today. Plus CT Steckle. Poor C T. I know. Poor yeah. He's gotta deal with you <laughs> guys. Gonna, oh you guys ain't he doesn't know what he's dealing with. No. How how did I do on the uh the, you the did great. live broadcast from Toller? You were fantastic. I called you <coughs> Matthew on the air. You did call me Matthew on the air. Um yeah. I it was it was fun. We need to do that more often, man. We did that's that's fun because it's like I don't know. I was telling I was telling I could just, you know, whatever. Um I was, behind the our, scenes I was here. telling our producer this afterwards. Um I was like um, I was like, man, we could get him on like in the late hours, like the second hour of the show, because like there's just not a whole lot of people. There's a lot of people who know a lot about high school football in the state of Texas. I'm not here to say that, but from just a statewide perspective, like uh, like Mike Foreman, Mike Foreman knows more about football in the crossroads than we will. He's forgotten more about football in the crossroads than we'll ever know. Right. Agree. But like Mike Foreman doesn't have that like statewide perspective because yeah. he doesn't have to right yeah, yeah. Uh, from a statewide perspective there's just not a whole lot of people that that aren't sitting at that desk on friday night mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. craig obviously does but like yeah the goat yeah but like so it's like i was like man let's just step on like that'd be fun to get get you on and you i know. mean it was, it was a, it was a good time i enjoyed it i would i would do it again on in a, a heartbeat on a, um, on a, a gas station on 377 I, I, yeah, that that if and i don't travel every friday night like i'm i'm local that yeah. like if I if I was to be on this week, I'd probably be doing it from my house because yeah. from Denton to my house. We had Glenn Mangold on. We had Glenn Mangold on from his Man, Thursday night palatial estate. Yeah, yeah. See, so you know, but the, the the fun the fun would be if I was traveling like I was this Friday and just which random which random town and location am I located in this week? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you'll be you know taller, you know. Some old. Where am I at? And two. Oh well. Well, next Friday I'm going to Wichita Falls, so maybe okay. I'll just take the call from you know Bowie or something. That'd you know. Great. There you go. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us. That's our week two preview. Thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thanks for having me. Talk to you next week on Tempest.